everybody. Welcome to the Hallmarkies podcast. We are talking Good Witch and we are doing a one episode recap this episode uh, because we had some big news in the world of Good Good Witch and we just had to talk about it. And I'm film critic Rachel Wagner and Randy Carter's here. Hello, Rachel. How are you? I'm doing good. How are you? Very good. Yeah. So we're very sad though. We got some sad news about, about Good Witch over the weekend. It, yeah, it is sad. Um, you know, you predicted it la- on, our, on our last podcast, or at least had yeah. hints you were feeling very concerned, and obviously, rightly so. Um, yeah, it is sad. It is sad that they're canceling the show. Um, the thing is, though, it's been on the air for seven years. That's a long time for any show. And then, you know, seven movies before that, so 14 yeah. years or whatever it is. You know, that's a long time. So we've, we've been lucky we've had it this long. My real question is, when did they know that they were canceling the show? Like how, you know, did they have time to do like some sort of wrap up? I mean, the show never has like big cliffhangers, but a lot of times they leave little storylines, you know, dangling. And I'd hate to think that this whole thing ends and we have dangling plot lines left over. But I don't know when they knew they were being canceled. The day before they announced it, they did that FaceTime you know, the, or the Facebook live interview. Like, why would they go to that trouble, you know, to do that PR if they knew they were, were, were ending the show? Yeah, it's always sad when they don't get a true final season when the show's when a show is just canceled. Uh, I so I hope that they had some. Uh, some idea of this so that we get a satisfying conclusion because uh you know that's it's just always a shame on shows when it's not really resolved well yeah or alternatively if they didn't get a chance to do it maybe a final wrap-up movie would be in the cards um you know if, if they did have some plot lines left over yeah something like that i mean especially if it's like a major cliffhanger at least there's there's nothing like that as far as like i don't know like the show christy when it was canceled and you didn't know who she was going to end up with was, you know like a big cliffhanger uh those are the well, worst as long as they don't do- remember last season the cliffhanger was they found those bags of dirt and everyone yeah. was like what what is it who left these bags of dirt imagine that had been the last season and that was where we ended that would have right. been horrible like right. you st- set up this whole new storyline and then there's nowhere to go with it. So yeah. hopefully they won't do that. Um, it is an odd time if they did know. And so they shot a wrap up. It was just an odd timing to when they announced it, you know, with three more episodes or whatever there is still to go. Or um, It was just, it seemed odd, an odd decision to announce it at that time. Yeah. And I feel, I, I mean, I guess it's still going to be 10 episodes but for some reason, it felt when they said that it was going to be over on the 25th, that surprised me because I was expecting them to go into August for some reason. I don't know. I guess I expected them to have 12 episodes. Yeah, they won't, they've only ever had 10. Oh, well, except yeah. this year they didn't have the Halloween, which usually is like counts right. as two extra episodes because it's a two hour Halloween movie, which yeah. they weren't able to do this year. You know, it's uh, so funny I, I, on the social medias. You know, 
before this, a lot of people were complaining about this season, like this season isn't as good as the past seasons and they didn't like the direction the show was going. And then they announced it as canceled and now everyone's complaining, how dare they cancel this show? It's our favorite show, we love it. It's like, you can never please everyone, yeah. I guess. Yeah, the, so the cast of course was came out and talked about it. Uh, Catherine Bell, she said, don't cry because it's over. Smile because it happened. That's the Dr. Seuss quote. And she says, I know we will all miss uh, we'll miss Goodwitch and all the amazing characters and stories, but I'm definitely smiling because it happened. And she says that a woman, that Cass, Cassie Nightingale is a woman who is always positive, inspiring, and uplifting. Someone who brings out the best in everyone she meets, makes life better for everyone around her, and always sees the glass half full. She's inspired me to be a better person, to be kinder, gentler, more loving and accepting. I know that many of you have felt the same. I feel so fortunate. And then James Denton, he said, says it has always been, oh, sorry. You see, he said, it would be unseemly to complain about your show being canceled after seven seasons. And I won't. I've been very fortunate to have been on on other long-running series but Goodwitch was special the fans were so devoted to the show and I'm disappointed for them but I hope they know how much the actors appreciated their vocal support the cast was the nicest collection of wildly talented people I've ever been around the producers treated us extremely well and I'm happy to still have two 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 movies to make with the network so I'm not saying goodbye to Hallmark audiences just yet so that's interesting. We're going to have see James Denton and right, well, Hallmark been, movies. Yeah, he's been sort of a not a regular, but he's been in a couple of other Hallmark movies. I'm I'm sure he'll go. Catherine Bell uh, will continue. I'm sure in in some other Hallmark movies as as she's been doing. Um, I would love to see Catherine Disher do some Hallmark movies. I know that, that would be great. Well, I have two. One selfish motive. The other. Because I genuinely would love to see her in in Christmas in a Christmas movie or in any movie for Hallmark, but also because she's our most frequent guest on our podcast. She's been on our show six times, and so without her being on Good Witch, we need her to be in other Hallmark stuff so we can still have her on our show. Right. So, <laughs> uh, but Cap Barrel, she said that it has been such an absolute pleasure to be a part of the Good Witch family. For the last two years from day one i was welcomed with open arms and it always felt like i had been there so much longer this casting creative team are some of the kindest people i've ever worked with and every dance set was a special one i'm so grateful for the memories we've made and proud of the beautiful stories we told what a legacy the show has left behind over its 14 year run movies and series cannot wait for you guys to see the rest of the season truly going out with a very magical and heartfelt bang so there we go <laughs> mm. yeah well, the, the fact that the fact that so many of the actors had like a, a statement sort of ready to go tells yeah. me that they've known for at least a little bit of time I mean those things don't get composed overnight so you know that that makes me hopeful that they were aware that it's going to be the final season and they at least you know, did a, did some sort of a wrap up at the end. Yeah, I hope so. I mean, I, I just felt like the reason why I said that last time is I, I just felt like there wasn't a whole lot of buzz around the show. I mean, it was 
really hard for me to find someone to fill in uh, for when you were gone. I, I couldn't find anybody who was who, not even just who could could do the show. It was hard for me to find anybody who even w- was watching it. So it just made me think like, right. I don't know about this. Well, after they announced the cancellation, I sort of did a deep dive into looking at the ratings, both the live ratings and the sort of live plus three, which is the, the main ratings that they uh-huh. follow. It used to be in the previous seasons, Goodwitch would do about 2 million viewers live, give or take a, a couple hundred thousand. Sometimes it was 1.8, sometimes it was 2.2, but it was fairly steady right around the 2 million viewer mark, give or take. Then the last couple of seasons, last season, it sort of dipped a little bit, but not too bad. And then this season started slow. And in the last three or four weeks, they're down to like 1.3, 1.4 million viewers. They've lost half a million viewers this season, which is like a quarter of their viewing audience. So that's significant and I'm sure played a part. Um, also shows just get more expensive the more years that go by because people get raises and it just becomes a more expensive show to put on and you know it's all yeah. business when people are complaining oh Hallmark's canceling on my favorite show it's all you know they only cancel the shows if they just don't think it's worth it to keep them on the air anymore I wonder if a big part of it just is financial. The, uh, yeah I wonder if a big part of it is the Bailey Madison effect because that would be two years ago you know that interesting Right. That's when it started, you know, sort of dipping before that for years, like for five years in a row, it was right around 2 million viewers. I mean, it was, you know, it was pretty steady and pretty loyal. And then, yeah, once Bailey left, you know, I mean, some people will argue maybe that's when they should have ended it. Let Bailey graduate from high school and, you know, wrap up the show. Um, Not only, you know, then we wouldn't have gotten our last two years. Yeah. Because not only with her leaving, do you have the the you know a certain degree of fans but you have like a whole demographic really that all of a sudden the show doesn't appeal to anymore because you got that younger That's audience what i thought when when bailey left right when bailey left i thought for sure they were going to replace her with another sort of teenager like an orphan or somebody yeah. that cassie takes in you know who, who needs you know and sort of like basically but i'm sure they were thinking to themselves that seems so obvious, right? If I thought of it, it's, it's super obvious. And so maybe they should try to do something a little bit different. And so they brought Joy in instead. Um, so, you know, they tried it and uh, obviously uh, it didn't quite work out for them. I still like to, it. The sad part is, and we're going to talk about this episode. I feel like this episode we just watched is the best episode of this season so far. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was a pretty good one. And I, I think that also they're just making a lot of changes at Hallmark right now. And so I Absolutely. think there's just sort of a feeling of, of a kind of just starting afresh. I mean, I don't think we'll have another season of Chesapeake Shores after this, unless it does like crazy well. I think this is the end. So there will only be one of the shows left and they got rid of Home and Family. They got rid of the Bubbly Sash. They got rid of most of the executive team. So it's right. i think it's it's sort it is of the one the right. show that's still on is when calls the heart right yeah that's when the calls only the one. Heart is the one that's still on and yeah. that's their number one show so yeah but who knows if that will how much longer that will stick around yeah so for some reason people are saying they think that last season will be season 10 i don't know why people are saying that 
because they're going into season nine. But yeah, we'll see how long Winkles the Heart lasts. But uh, it seems it's not surprising, at least to me, that they are ending the show. I mean, it's a pretty good run, seven seasons. Absolutely. I mean, there's mm-hmm. nothing to be ashamed of. Most network shows would kill for seven seasons. Yeah. Most of them do far less than that. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, the real testament, I think, to whether this new sort of direction that Hallmark is taking will be when we get the Christmas shows this year. Yeah, this Christmas I agree. Is, you know, because that's always their biggest rating seasons, right? It's their Christmas time. And if they, if the ratings are way down or if there's like a big difference in, in viewership, you know, that'll, that they might sort of have to rethink their new course or they're either going to double down and say like, we're willing to take a brief, you know, a temporary hit in our viewership before we can bring new viewers on who, who want the new, uh, you know, sort of format and the new direction that they're going. Yeah. Yeah. Did you watch the, uh, the Christmas in July movie crashing through the snow by chance? I did that not. Was on this last. Well, they I had these, get a chance. I they had get these, chance. yeah, they had these promos with the, uh, like Rhapsody in blue, like the big, you know, kind of music. And, and then it, they, mm-hmm. you see the Christmas tree and it said, it's going to be big, bigger than ever. <laughs> I was like, oh no. <laughs> so I think they're going to have more than 40 movies this year. I think it's pretty clear. I don't know how you do it. Don't you do it? Cause you watch all of them, right? Yeah, you do every one. I watch all of them. So I'm going to wow. die. <laughs> that's a, that's a, that's a lot. <laughs> that's a lot of Christmas. I mean, last year I watched, I watched and reviewed on this podcast, 115 Christmas movies. And I think it's going to be there more should this be year. A sainthood in your future. <laughs> wow. So yeah, that's going to be I, interesting. I don't know how you do it. I couldn't, I couldn't do it. <laughs> Uh, so, well, let's dive in. We'd love to hear your comments about the cancellation of the show. How do you feel? Put in the comment section. Um, but let's talk about episode eight, and then we will we'll do a f- final episode of this recaps on the for the uh, after we'll do episodes nine and ten, and uh, and then so then on the twenty sixth we'll record that and have it on the twenty seventh for y'all. Uh, and uh, so, yeah, let us know what you think. And this episode is called The Sprint. And it's Cassie and Sam are disagreeing about Sam's return to work after his injury. The Flower Universe is trying to undercut Abigail's business, but she won't go down without a fight. So overall, what do you, you said that you really, really liked this episode. Is that correct? I really, really like this episode a lot. And I think the reason that I found it so enjoyable is even though we had like plot lines for a whole bunch of different characters, because they put it in in the uh, context of this uh, sweetheart sprint. So they were all sort of doing the same activity together. And then we could, you know, as they went along, we got, you know, information on their various storylines. It just felt more cohesive for me. And um you know, I, I just, I, I love, there was none of the storylines bothered me this time. I loved every single one. Well, yeah, I liked every single one, except for, I thought that this was kind of a weird plot line for Sammy, for Sammy, 
this was kind of a weird plot line for Sam and Cassie, <laughs> like who have never had any major conflict as far as their marriage. And then all of a sudden with two episodes left, they're in this weird place. So that was the only one that I just didn't know what to make of it. Yeah, I hear what you're saying. I think if we didn't know there were only two episodes left, I think this would be a really interesting turn. Um, but I think one of the things we're going to find out, because this whole season, all of the Merowicks have sort of like their, their sort of powers or their intuition just haven't been on point. Um, and, and so everyone's been feeling a bit lost and confused. And I'm hoping that, you know, they wrap this all up and that will include, you know, the whole Sam and, and Cassie thing. Obviously, they have to wrap it up somehow, but I kind of like the idea that they were feuding a little bit and it wasn't all super happy. But again, like knowing that there's only two more episodes is like, how much can they do with this before they have to end everything, which is the one part that makes it sort of not as interesting because you know they can only follow up so much. Yeah. And I, it seems kind of weird if they end the, like, what's a better ending to end the show with them not having their powers anymore or having their powers? Like, that feels, would we feel kind of strange? I feel like for the, for the series to end with them like their powers being finished and not being there anymore no i i i think it's far more likely that they'll figure out what's been causing this you know whatever the curse or whatever you want to call it whatever's been causing their problems and they'll figure out a way to solve it because as we saw in this episode like the merowick plant which we hadn't heard of in years but that's yeah. the plant that supposedly kind of gives them their power and it's all wilting. And, and you remember the last time we saw that plant when it was also wilting because that that uh, woman, that flower woman came cut, cut some of its leaves and it was wilting. And then Cassie didn't have any of her powers anymore. Her intuition was gone. And so, you know, the fact that that's wilting means something is going on and they've got to solve it somehow and figure out what it is and set it right, I would think. Is this plant is in the town like the town garden town i remember what what was that i mean that episode was yeah, a long time ago the botanical gardens the botanical gardens was yeah. a long time. it was in the botanical gardens yeah 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 I, I mean when they mentioned it, i was like oh my gosh we haven't seen that plant in forever <laughs> yeah and the red haloed moon uh so how long is the is the red haloed moon's supposed to be there do we know like what the timeline is for I, all of this i don't think they've said i mean i don't even know uh, if, is this like a real thing in real life is there really such a thing as a red halo moon i always assumed it was kind of like an eclipse yeah that's why i, I don't know that the moon is ever red halo i mean an eclipse lasts for you know a day you, you know or just one you know not even a day just a few hours so yeah i don't think seems... it's that because obviously it's nighttime because this seems like it's more than that. Right. I, yeah. I, I don't know. I don't think they've said how long this moon is supposed to be like that. Yeah. So then you have uh, that uh, Martha and Tom, they're worried that they're in a rut. They got themselves, right. they got themselves the same card for from their anniversary. And they totally know what presents they're getting each other. But I feel like that's like the joy of a relationship, right? Is that you, is that you don't have to work so hard. 
I mean, do. it is, but <laughs> 32 years that they've been married, it was their 32nd anniversary. That's a long time. Yeah. And, um, you know, I can see them wanting to sort of like keep the other person on their toes or whatever. I mean, listen, I, I love Martha and Tom together. Like anytime those two are together, so it's good. a joy for me. So, they're so great. So um, I, I really love that. And then of course that led to the whole, her doing the, um, the sweetheart sprint thing. Um, yes. And I love that Tom was so, you know, competitive about it and everything. Yeah, it's great. It's perfect for them. Yeah. And they are just so cute. And I feel like you don't typically see like their kind of relationship that much on television, you know, like there's, they're usually these couples that, I can't really relate to very much, you know, that are like these beautiful movie stars and kind of things. And, and this is just such an approachable, cute couple. Right. Right. No, I, I, I think they're great together. I wish, I always know I'm wishing that Tom was in it more than he is. And in the last couple of seasons, he has been in it a bit more, which is always yeah. a welcome. Yeah, there was. Uh, the, I still don't understand what they were doing. I think last season with him moving to Chicago or whatever. That was so weird. Like, why did they have that? I, I assumed it was like, to explain. Yeah, I assumed it was to explain like why Tom wasn't going to be in a whole bunch of episodes. Like, oh, maybe he's not available next season, so they can explain it away. But then he was there the whole time. So I don't know. I don't know where that was. Where they if they intended so that weird. to go somewhere, or if it was just. Just an episode where they, that was the conflict for the yeah. episode. The other weird thing this season is they brought in, they brought back Vincent only to only have him in the first, what, two episodes? That's it? And they, they, they started this plot line about him searching for his mother, okay, which I thought was really interesting. And then it sort of like took a left turn into him potentially mentoring or fostering this child that he discovers. Yeah. And then they've done nothing with that. And with only two more episodes left, what can we possibly do with that? It felt yeah. like, why did you bring him back just to start a thing? It almost feels like they write these episodes with no season long plan. And then they start writing it. And then they're like, oh, that's not really going where we wanted it to go. So we'll just be done with it. Like without thinking these things through, like having an end game for some yeah. of these storylines, it feels like. Which is a shame because it could have been good. He was a good character. Yeah, just, I, I, know, I really like the final mother bit. Yeah, it just didn't go anywhere. Well, even was it you guys interviewed him? Yeah, and because I, I listened to that interview and I remember him saying when you were talking about like the search for the mother, even he said very tactfully is like, yeah, sometimes those plot lines sort of like you know take a left turn and and sort of fall by the wayside and I, and I said to myself at the time ah they're never coming back to him yeah I said I thought the same thing too I'm like oh darn we'd like to take a second and thank our sponsor for this episode of the podcast from the award-winning author of A Royal Christmas Wish comes a charming new romance in the Pine Hollow series where happily ever after begins with adopting an adorable rescue dog Lizzie Shane's Once Upon a Puppy is an opposites attract romance featuring a type A lawyer, a free-spirited birthday party princess, and their rambunctious Irish wolfhound who brings them together. The perfect addition to your summer reading list, Publishers Weekly says Once Upon a Puppy will capture readers' heart from the first page. 
Available now wherever books are sold. You can even look for it at your local grocery store. For more about Once Upon a Puppy and Lizzie's entire Pine Hollow series, visit www.lizzieshane.com. That's lizzieshane.com. So then they have Daniel, who is trying to get Donovan to take over the Senate seat and move to Springfield. And so now yes, they're debating which... about whether they should have this sort of long distance uh, romance, which I wouldn't think would be too big of a problem because they wanted to have a long engagement anyway. Yeah, but then we sort of got rid of the long engagement. A long engagement is different from not being in the same city together. Uh, having done long distance relationships in the past, yeah. I can tell you that they are no fun. And especially if you're if it's new, like they are ish, new ish, uh, it's a bad idea. So I can understand, you know, uh, Abigail not wanting to do that. To me, the most interesting thing of that plot line was the revelation, because and again, I probably am one of the only people who cares about this, but there's been lots of discussion online about where Middleton is supposed to be. And I've always been in the camp that says it's basically Wisconsin because it's two and a half hours like north of Chicago, which is Wisconsin. I, I went to college in Wisconsin. Yeah. And so I know the area very well, but Springfield is the capital of Illinois. Right. So I think they have pretty much established that Middleton is in Illinois, two and a half hours, maybe not quite north, but two and a half hours from Chicago in the state of Illinois. So that was really interesting to me. Yeah, that was. Well, what was I mean, also- last season, so who cares? Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, maybe they'll finally reveal that uh, that the Simpsons is also in Illinois one of these days, <laughs> Springfield. Right. But yeah, but the thing that was weird to me about kind of this whole plot line is he's confident that they can do it because of the good relationship of his parents and them having a distance. But then Dottie is like, nope, you're wrong. We don't have that good of a relationship. And I thought that it was weird how like Martha and Dottie seem like BFFs in this episode all of a sudden. They seem like they got well, along all I of a sudden. They, break. Didn't they a few didn't they a few episodes sort of resolve some of their differences? I think like they're frenemies, right? They're, they're frenemies. Mm -hmm. And when and when something is really pro a problem, they'll join forces. And then, you know, if it's just a small problem, they'll still poke at each other. But the most unbelievable thing about that is that Donovan grew up in that household and wasn't completely aware that his parents um, are, you know, cold and distant and don't really get along. I mean, I, as an outsider, I think it's pretty obvious when you saw them together um, or heard them talk about each other that th that's not a, a comfortable, easy relationship. Well, Catherine Disher was in rare form in this episode. She was very funny, I thought. <laughs> she stole the episode. Oh, I mean, 100%. She's always, and then maybe that's why it's so, my favorite episode because she was such a driving force yeah. in this episode with the, 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 the sprint, the sweetheart sprint. Yeah. Um, no, she's, she's, she's great. She's always great. Everybody delivered like really good performances this episode, I thought. Mm -hmm. I, like, I thought Stephanie gave a great performance this episode. Um, yeah but when she so is at the bell yeah when she's at the bell book and candle getting present ideas and and cassie's there with the explorer 
the, the compass and then the the um binoculars <laughs> and she's and, she looks through the binoculars backwards yeah and then then <laughs> she's like so- martha out <laughs> that made me laugh <laughs> um we also yeah it was so funny um we also got some conversation about jake that like we very rarely have had on the show which was kind of nice when cassie says nice when they recognize yeah cassie says i remember when jake would go to work every day it's not easy but the time i had with jake meant everything she was because she was talking to joy yeah it's 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 it is nice when they sort of recognize that i mean it's been uh, a long time obviously i mean didn't they once say that jake died when grace was like eight and now she's like 20 so i mean in in Mm -hmm. movie time it's been like supposed to have been like 12 years since he died which is you know a long time yeah but um it is nice when they recognize and 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 harken back to the to those original uh movies i agree and then uh we have adam helping stephanie with her goals and the thing that annoys me about this whole adam and stephanie plot is that adam seems to not own up to the fact that the problems between them are completely his fault he left he started dating another person you know like i don't know i just feel like he needs to own that more and i still uh he still is irritating me he's supposed to be so charming and i'm just not feeling it i i think i was feeling it a little bit more than you he started to come around for me in this episode uh-huh. it, just by this he he's what needs to happen is if they do start to get together and it certainly looked like they were headed in that direction is Stephanie needs to sort of lay down the law and say, okay, if we're going to do this, here are the ground rules, you know, and, and, and then he needs to completely acknowledge that yes. the, the problems that they had were his fault, as you said. But I do feel like he's just there for her and he's trying to make amends in his own way. I don't know. I, this was the first episode that I sort of am like leaning back towards being team Adam, which I haven't been in a long time. He needs to say he's sorry. I feel like he does. He hasn't done it. I agree. Yeah. Yeah. Well, we've got Uh, two more episodes for it to happen. I know. (laughs) (laughs) So Zoe asks Joy on a second date. They are going to go rock climbing. And that's kind of a great second date, I have to say. Yeah. Get everybody out of their comfort zone. as always, I think Joy is fantastic. I love their whole plot line. I love the idea of them both saying, you know, with um, uh, Joy not being sort of saying that she can't get over the fact that, you know, uh, Zoe puts herself in danger every day, but she's going to anyway. And the reverse, I'm trying to remember now what the reverse was that, that Zoe said she couldn't get over something of, uh, of Joy's. Oh, it was Joy's uh, X, right? Didn't she have like an X that she was trying to get over? And, um, but you know, those two are so great together. Those two are so Mm -hmm. great together. And I'm, if anything else, the fact that the show is ending makes me sad that we're not going to get more of them together. We need maybe a spinoff. Let's do it. Let's do a Joy and Zoe spinoff. 
Yeah, it was really cute how they keep saying, I, I can't accept it, but I'm going to. That was really cute right. about I thought that their was, insecurities. It was really nice. Mm-hmm. What do you and, think, and I bring this up only because this is where this scene took place. What do you think of the uh, renovated cafe? I have to say, I thought it was pretty underwhelming. It uh, looked exactly the same <laughs> for I, me. You took the words right out of my mouth. They, they draw the curtains back and I'm like, oh, okay. <laughs> it looks almost exactly the same. There's just different booths. Like they put some booths in the recessed wall. Oh, okay. <laughs> It looked like, exactly wow. the same. Yeah, I'm glad you felt the same. I, I, yeah, I was like, that doesn't look like, you know, it took, the renovation took weeks and weeks. We've been waiting for this thing and like, that's it? I hope Stephanie got a good yeah. deal on that. <laughs> uh, so we have, uh, we have the, the conflict between Adam and Stephanie is that Stephanie is going to be trying to audition for this program in Paris, I guess. And right. he's filling out the application and she realizes that her, she has a uh, audition that she thought was gonna be next year. That's actually this month, the same month. So her and Adam work to basically mail the cake to Paris for her so she can have an audition and like i i understand but like can a cake really survive being shipped to paris like would it stay fresh mm -hmm. i mean I, I assume you put it in some sort of container that keeps its freshness intact but yeah that just seemed a little a little it much. seems like it it wouldn't it wouldn't fare well against other people that were there doing it fresh you know, right. like even if it was the best cake ever, by the time it got there, it wouldn't be as good as the fresh ones. But you'd have to put like dry ice and stuff like that around it, I would think. It's something, I mean, put it in some sort of vacuum sealed container or something to mm -hmm. preserve the freshness. But it's also like, I, I don't know, I can't imagine that the school is like, it, it does seem weird that if they take potential students from all over the world that they require you to actually show up at the location and make a yeah. make a cake to uh to get in but but what do i know maybe maybe that's normal <laughs> well and plus is she going to a pace is she get, going to become a pastry chef because most of the time that's separate in french cooking you have the regular food and then you have the pastries as a whole separate thing like absolutely absolutely um i don't know i mean maybe yeah, she does do it. it has done a lot of pastry past maybe that's what she was planning to do yeah who knows but she is excited she might be going to paris and continuing on in her studies we didn't see any of of sean in this episode mr french teacher so i guess is he no he's gone done i think i think he's done i think i think his purpose was to you know revitalize stephanie and to uh you know get her interested in in paris and this cooking school um i don't know that we'll see him again uh maybe we will but mm -hmm. I, I suspect his uh his story is over yeah so sam is sam is uh busy doing uh doing surgeries again 
Um, and all of a sudden it seemed like they had like a fairly good dynamic. And all of a sudden it's like, Cassie is saying, Oh, you, you never, you're never there for me. And you're, you're a workaholic and all of this stuff. And don't become that person again when you go back to work. And, you know, he's like, this is my job. This is what I do. Um, I don't know. Like, it's just weird because they don't have any kids at home. Like what's wrong with like, I don't know. Well, I feel like she was, she did say all those things as you just said, but I feel like her real concern is that he's not healed enough to go back to work. Mm. So it's not like, you know, don't become this workaholic like you used to be like, you know, cause she kept saying like, it's your first day back. It's your second day back. Like go slowly into it. But then she did get very upset when he was like, oh, sorry, I can't do the, the sweetheart sprint. And she was like, you know, you promised me you would. But I mean, as a doctor, there's got to be a million missed dinners and dates and movies yeah. because of, of emergencies. I mean, that's just, that's just the nature of the job. I don't know. Yep. Yeah, I think we'll so. I was like, where did this all come from? And uh, then you have patients uh amulet they talk about uh that she had the amulet and that this amulet has some power particularly with the moon so we'll see what's going to keep happening but um uh yeah yeah i love the scene i love the scene where they pulled out because this is again the kind of things that i'm fascinated by they pulled out the floor plans to gray house to do that little uh, you know, divining thing to see if the amulet was there in the house. Mm-hmm. But what I was far more interested in is I paused it as I was watching it to like look at the floor plan of Gray House because there's always been this debate about how many bedrooms do they have. Right. And <laughs> a few episodes ago, and it was it was when I was off from the podcast, so I didn't get uh-huh. to talk about it. They mentioned that it was an 11 room house. Now they certainly must mean 11 bedrooms. They can't mean 11 rooms because the downstairs rooms would take up more than half of that. And you'd have just a couple of rooms upstairs. But on the floor plan in the second floor, they showed six bedrooms, a master bedroom and five guest bedrooms. Now I'm picturing, because we know there's a third floor because uh, when when, uh, Abigail was, uh, what was his name? Philip, that guy who she was semi-dating for a half second. He was staying upstairs and, and and she was like, oh, I'm in the room right above you, meaning there's obviously three floors. So if there's another five bedrooms on the third floor, that's 11 bedrooms. So that kind of tracks. I, again, I'm sure I'm the only one who cares uh-huh. about these things. But I, I thought that was interesting. Yeah, because then isn't there also the tunnel? Remember? Right. They, they take the tunnel from to the to the city hall uh, when they, for the house. Oh yeah, this, this gray house. Right. This gray house is, is like, it's like a TARDIS. Like it's bigger on the inside than the outside. That's right. It's, it's, um, there's so much going on. I love the, when they, the words calm and Martha have never been entered in the same sentence. <laughs> <laughs> so she's putting on the sweetheart sprint and it's four adventurous events. The winner gets a hot air balloon ride for two. So uh do you think that sounds fun the sweetheart sprint oh my god it sounds like so much fun that is totally (laughs) something i would do i love doing all like doing like treasure hunts and things like that i'm down for all of that yeah um you know when i when i was in college i went to the college that has one of the world's largest uh trivia contests every year really 
Yeah, and we used to do it every year. And it's a, it was a big deal. This was in the age before the internet though. So it was harder. Like you had to like, you know, really know stuff or be able to find stuff. We'd make phone calls to like a zoo in Atlanta to get an answer for something. Nowadays, I imagine you could just do it all on the internet. So it's not as much fun, but games like that, like like doing from place to place and finding things and having little tasks to do. I am all for that hundred percent. I love those kind of things. Yeah, I I don't know if I'm the best at them. I did a uh, a, a who, who wants to be a millionaire uh, animation uh, game show on uh, or my friend does it on YouTube, and I did pretty good twice. And then one time I got out way early because of a stupid Flintstones question. I don't know about Flintstones. <laughs> So always be bitter about that. My game show, <laughs> my game show track record record was ruined. Oh damn you, Fred and Barney! I know. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so they start out with they have to put together the clues for a puzzle. Right. And I thought it was so funny every time Martha said "son of a biscuit," <laughs> <laughs> and then Tom said the same thing. It's like their yeah. thing that they do. I found it interesting that like we only saw one, I think, or maybe we saw two of the final quotes, but obviously everybody had their own quote, like a separate quote. They weren't all searching for the same quote, um, which, yeah. I, which, I, which I guess makes sense because otherwise you could cheat and look over and see what the other person has done. But um, yeah, and, and the, these quotes were, I mean, I, I'm not much of a poet, but it seemed like they were fairly obscure. Yeah. Uh, to be able to find it wasn't like you know give me liberty or give me death or something like that that sort of everyone has heard of it's it was much more these rare you know poetic quotes from you know 16th century french poets or something you know so i don't know yeah i know i hadn't i don't think i'd heard of any of them uh then we have dotty and cassie are working together because they're both work widows which i've never heard that term oh work widow sure work widow yeah <laughs> Um, it was nice that they that they were together and they got to to do the the fun stuff. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, I don't I don't know about that stacking up the cupcakes thing. The muffins, yeah, yeah stacking muffins. up. Yeah, the, sorry, the, the muffin. They make a muffin tower. I'm like, that's a lot of muffins. And also, <laughs> like that's, that's a really hard thing to pull off. I would yeah, think. you know, yeah, because so, muffins are kind of curved at the you know the curved at the top, so they're not going to stack well exactly and mm -hmm. I, I don't know i, I don't yeah. know that, that seems like a tough one i feel like they were like what do we do let's go over to craft services <laughs> well you know what it is they had to have one thing for each like location that they already had right like the, so the first one yeah is at martha's house and then at gray house and then um at uh uh it, it just felt a little like we're a little light on the budget this week let's go over to craft services and get all the muffins <laughs> yeah well then when they were at they were at uh stephanie's and and oh and they were doing the uh, cake, cake uh decorating yeah cake decorating and, and then and then the flower thing at abigail's and then sam interrupts the cake towering and uh at gray because that's a gray house and that was a really awkward scene i thought like I don't know, you just, just don't normally have that kind of conflict, that kind of fighting in, and, uh, in a good witch. 
I agree. It was definitely out of the norm. Yeah. I didn't mind it. I only, again, you know, knowing what we know that there's only two more episodes, which we didn't know at the time we were watching the episode, I think. Right. Or did mm-hmm. we know? That's right. Um, uh, you know, I thought, Ooh, where could this go? Like, like, you know, could this be a longer term thing, but with just two more episodes and you know, they're going to wrap it up somehow they're going to make up and everything will be okay. And yeah, uh, I, I can't imagine them leaving this show with like, Cassie and Sam on the outs. I mean, yeah. that just, that's just not possible. I would be very mad if that yeah. was the case. We'd like to take a second from this episode of the podcast to celebrate our sponsor of this episode, and that is the Hallmarkies Patreon. Do you love Hallmarkies podcast? Do you want an inside scoop into what happens on the podcast? Do you want early access to episodes and loads of cool perks? Now is the time to become a patron of Hallmarkies podcast. By becoming a patron, you get to access our patron Facebook group. You can request episodes or even be a guest on the podcast. And most importantly, any patron can join our monthly movie watch-alongs with stars like Paul Campbell, Natalie Hall, and more. It's as low as $2 a month to join in and become a special part of the Hallmarkies family. Please consider, and we will love you forever. Go to patreon.com slash hallmarkies. That's patreon.com slash hallmarkies. So then Samantha and George are trying to figure out what's going on with them. She says, you're a very sweet man, but she's very insecure. And I just, it always feels weird to me when these older couples, I don't know, like have commitment problems and maybe that's not fair. But I, I just feel like, I just feel like by the time you're Samantha and George's age, you should know what you want. Well, this is the thing though. Remember she did finally, cause I, I questioned last week, whether like, did we know, has she ever been married or what was her situation? And she said mm-hmm. she had like a, an, an ex fiance and she was like, after what happened to him, I don't know. I mean, what happened to him? Did he like just up and leave her? Yeah. Did, did, he, did, did, did he die? I mean, I don't know that we know the backstory, but obviously she had this fiance, she was ready to make this commitment and then something happened and she's a little gun shy of that, that something similar could happen again, whether it's, you know, somebody dying or, or leaving her again. So I sort of understand that, but in the end she made the right call and it was so cute. I just love those two. Yeah. Um, and and so she asked him to go steady, which right. was which was really cute it's so cute because that's like so old-fashioned but yeah. I mean when they were kids that's probably what you said mm-hmm. uh, I, I do love the fact that you can sort of tell when we get to the end like everybody's paired up uh you know and and so everybody can kind of have their happy ending George with Samantha you know Sam and Cassie are going to make up Abigail and Donovan will figure out what's going on with them Stephanie is going to get back with Adam as much as you don't want them to it's going to happen yeah and, you know and then of course tom and martha are there so it's all going to be these couples who are together and they're going to solve and joy and zoe will be together you know everybody's going to be together um which is the way you want it right let's face it if yeah. it's going to end you want everybody in a happy place that's what the yeah. show's about it's not about i agree realistically yeah. somebody's in a miserable place when it ends that's not what the show is yeah yeah i agree and do you remember who who it was was it i think it was adam that says why is cake and ice cream not called a la mode but it is with pie <laughs> I, think was it was adam? I think it was george wasn't it 
Oh, was it George? I can remember. I forgot to write it down. But yeah, why is cake and ice cream not called a la mode? If you hang around with me enough, you'll think of these things. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, you know, it's so cute. That's so uh, funny. I, I mean, I think technically if it's in French, it would be a la mode, but why do we, we use the French in one case and not in the other? I don't know. Is it, is it because when you have cake and ice cream, like if I say, oh, do you want some cake and ice cream? It's not like ice cream on top of the cake. Usually it's like there's a piece the of cake side, and you some ice cream on the side. Whereas yeah. pie a la mode, the ice cream is on right pie. on top of the pie. So it's not like you're not getting pie and ice cream. You're getting the ice cream as an ingredient in the yeah. pie, and thus it needs a new name for this concoction. I think there, you see, figured I it out, Randy. It out. They, they needed to check with me next yeah. time, so yeah. I can tell them the real scoop. I don't know. I just made that up off the top of my head, but it makes sense, I guess. Yeah, no, it was good. And uh, then we also have this conflict between Abigail and Martha, because evidently the city hall is ordering flowers on a weekly basis <laughs> this must be what keeps <laughs> abigail in business the big part yeah. of the budget there is going to fresh flowers <laughs> i mean middleton must be flush with some money they, yeah, they must have a very so. you know high tax base because uh, they can afford to get in fresh flowers every week yeah in City Hall. enough so that when it doesn't come through abigail's like oh this is going to hurt my business yeah um i do love the whole flower universe subplot and, and again sadly because we only have two more episodes it's not really going to go much of anywhere but i was looking forward to some duking it out between uh between yeah. um uh i can't remember the guy's name but the guy who owns flower, flower universe. universe guy yeah and so martha says well i'll do half and half i'll do half flower universe and half you and so abigail's still upset about that uh, but then the uh, the flower universe guy offers her less for a purchase than right. what he'd offered originally. And I mean, ulti ultimately, that's if, if we had time, that's where this would go, right? He would just continue to try to like reduce her business by, by. I mean, if Flower Universe is this big chain, which it seems like it is, they mm -hmm. could like literally be operating at a loss. They could give flowers practically away, take away all of Abigail's business, and then she would be forced to sell. And like he said, and as he said, as he walked out, it was next time my offer is even 10% lower. Yeah. um so that could be a really interesting the shark moving forward but i don't think it's uh we don't have much time for yeah. to uh well and they suggest the idea of vino and vases the flower arranging workshop right I think, yeah i think that would be successful i think so the idea i because I, I thought vino and vases and then like oh yeah, it's just a flower arranging workshop but is the idea like a bunch of people get together and they're drinking wine as they're like learning about how to like arrange flowers is that the idea i think so i think that's the idea like those um so, uh, painting classes you know right. that people do so really it's wine. just an excuse to day drink and and then you just do flowers as a by the by so, yeah is that, is that yeah. what we're saying that sounds like I think it would be so. very popular i think that sounds like that would be very popular yeah i mean it's just like like i said about those painting things that people do right wine so right. Uh, yeah i <laughs> i don't need the wine part of it but i i'd take a flower decorating class that'd be fun yeah why not <laughs> um, and uh then we have uh Adam and Stephanie talking it out and they almost kiss and they've sent the cake to France. 
pop. Yeah, I love, I love the little I love the little graphic where it's like from Middleton <laughs> to Chicago to like uh uh you know then to Paris I think and then some final destination outside of Paris but yeah. it was like you know they were literally tracking it like oh it's just arrived at the in Chicago um yeah I mean I I I know you're still very anti Adam and I completely understand but if he did feel more charming to me in this episode and I feel mm -hmm. like he trying to you know redeem himself yeah but you're right he needs to say the words and maybe he will maybe that will be the final step where stephanie forgives him and takes him back is when he finally just admits listen i was a complete idiot and i'll, I'll never let it happen again yeah that's what i hope that's what that's the goal but yeah they did have the almost kiss and they let a sound on the computer stop them <laughs> Right, which was which, which was the package arriving, right? In yeah, Chicago. in Chicago. I'm like, that wouldn't stop me. <laughs> <laughs> Go for it. Yeah, it's not so. like a phone call or something where you yeah. have to pay attention to it. I know. Yeah. Well, it's, it's in a long line of Hallmark almost kisses, uh, yes. as, as we often do. So, so um, then we, we have a scene with Joy and Zoe, like we said, of them committing to each other despite their fears. Uh, and that was really sweet. It was. I, I mm -hmm. yeah, that was a great scene between those two. They feel like the most sort of adult, if that makes sense. Like their relationship feels the most real to me. Like I can see two adults having that conversation, where a lot of times the problems that some of these other couples have, they're a little junior high. They're a little yeah. like yeah, when you're when you're thirteen, you worry about these things. But when you're an adult, like these are this is small fry stuff yeah whereas zoe and joy feel like they have legitimate issues but they're solving them in an adult way and and it just feels like the most realistic to me yeah i agree and also yeah like and then martha and tom those are like the two most grounded i think relationships of the yeah. show i mean what and would be great because they did it with cassie and sam way back and maybe there's no time anymore but what would what about a double date martha and tom and zoe and joy yeah that so like zoe cute. and joy can see like what uh, you know that relation mm -hmm. oh they, they didn't do it with cassie and sam they did it with brandon and tara remember they went and they had oh, a, yeah they had a dinner with them and and tom and martha were arguing about something and brandon was like oh my god are they gonna break up and they're like no no this is just this is how married right. couples are we have a little spat it doesn't mean anything and i think joey and zoe um so so the joy and zoe could use uh that yeah example of how a relationship can be i agree i think that would have been fun i it was so cute though when he says i can tell you how much you mean to me in three words and he says i love you and she says you're my everything that was so cute i know i know that was great yeah and, and then he says, with you, everything is possible. They are, the they are the best. They yeah. are the best. Definitely. Uh, and then the, we find out, like you said, about the Merriwick plant getting destroyed, wilting ever since the moon turned red and they're all fading in their powers. Uh, so that's definitely interesting. And then Sam and George have a little talk and they, he says, uh oh the advice never go to bed angry and he says better is it better to stay up and argue and he says better than not talking at all yeah i'm not 
married either neither of us are married correct but i actually think that never go to bed angry is a terrible idea uh, because... is there... sorry oh, go ahead i have been married uh uh it's absolutely it's absolutely the right thing to do is never go to bed angry um well here's why i think is that sometimes you need time to cool down and if you're heated up you might say something that you regret that if you've just taken some time to calm down and then the next day talk it out it'll be a lot better than saying something when you're all heated up so I, that's why I say, I don't think the advice to never go to bed angry is necessarily good advice, but again, I'm not married. What do well, I know? I think, I think the, the thing, the, the caveat to all that is it's not like you have to solve the problem that night, but you just have to talk and agree not to be angry with each other. We're going to solve this problem. You know, we can talk tomorrow, but don't be like still really upset with each other. Uh, as you go to bed, because if you walk away, if you're angry, you get it, you walk away, you need time to process, you're going to be processing while you're still angry. You need to talk about like, this problem is not unsolvable. We will solve the problem. You can talk about some things. You're not going to solve it that night. I mean, necessarily, but um, yeah, because as he said, I mean, his final advice is the best advice. Talking is better than not talking because uh, not talking doesn't get you anywhere. I truly believe that's true. You think yeah, let us know in the, if you're listening, let us know in the comments what you think, because I just still think sometimes better to, to let things cool down and not say something that you're going to regret that you wish you hadn't said in the heat of the passion and the anger. Like, I think there could be an argument made for going to bed angry and letting things cool down. But I see what you're saying as well, that, uh, that maybe not necessarily feeling like you have to solve the problem but at least have that sort of um like maybe calming right. down together is maybe the right way to go that's I don't know. Sort, that's sort of what i'm saying is like you 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 know you have this conversation like you know you don't even need to address the issue you just need to like reinforce that you know we're not angry with each other we have this problem this problem can be solved maybe not tonight you know uh yeah that's uh, that's how i feel yeah well, yeah, let us know what you think. So they end up there, there, it leaves with Cassie alone, bed empty, and her looking out at the moon. So, yeah, I guess they, we did right. take the advice. This moon is definitely, yeah, right, right. <laughs> um, well, this moon is interesting. Yeah. Um, am I wrong that way back when, at the beginning of the season, when, when George first told them about the sand in the bags, that he said that I had to tell you during a, a red, a blood red moon or, or, you know, or whatever that the red. Yeah, I think moon. so. What was the magic? I can't the, even the remember what the magic of the sand was. What was it? It was, remember it was sand from their like ancestral home in England. Oh, um, okay. And, uh, but I don't know what it did. I, yeah. I've forgotten what it actually did. It didn't, <laughs> Again, it's one of these things where the writers come up with these ideas, but I don't know that they have a game plan of where to take it. They're like, oh, isn't this interesting that there's these bags of sand? Okay, sure. But like, no, you know, and you don't have to tell it all to the audience right away, but right. you should at least know as you're writing these stories, like where this is going and what it means. Mm -hmm. But I don't know. It's interesting. I mean, there's certainly a possibility that in the next two episodes, they sort of wrap all this stuff up from yeah. the season. We've they seen better. it before. 
because that's all they got. <laughs> <laughs> so we will yeah. be back on the 27th to recap the last two episodes and the season as a whole. So that should be really fun. Let us know your thoughts uh, about this episode and where you th- see things going, your th- thoughts about the canceling of the show. We would love to hear all about it. And uh, Randy, thanks so much for doing this. Really appreciate it. And yeah, you can make sure y'all are, are uh, following us on social media, Homework Keys Pod and Homework Keys Podcast. And you can find me at Rachel's Reviews all over social media. At, uh, and, uh, and you can find me at Rachel's Reviews all over social media, iTunes, YouTube, and on Ron Tomatoes. So check that out. And also make sure you check out our merch store where we have tons of goodies inspired merch, including our new Pride Month shirt for Team, uh, team Zoe. Uh, really cute design by Jessica Miller and I think y'all will really like that one and also uh, check out our patron group we're going to have a fun activity this weekend on Saturday we have writer Rick Garman coming on for our our monthly watch along and we're going to watch it's beginning to look a lot like Christmas and it's only two dollars to join the Patreon and you get to take part in all these fun activities and things in our patron Facebook group and so we really appreciate that and uh, if you're listening on iTunes, please leave your ratings and reviews. Really appreciate it. And if you are listening on YouTube, please give this video a thumbs up. Subscribe to the channel. Appreciate that so much. And so we'll see you next uh, next time for the finale. <laughs> Bye, everyone. See you then. <laughs>